Hey, what's going on, everybody? You are now tuned in to Fix Pro Tips, and I'm your host, Coach Fig. And today, I'm bringing you guys uh, a different kind of pod, a little, a little more refreshing, going to start a little differently. Uh, as usual, I like to give you guys a little bit of a heads up on what to expect. So uh, I'll be shedding light on how uh, hip-hop artist, uh, Hollywood actor, uh, and entrepreneur, uh, T.I., uh, or some might know him as uh, Clifford Harris uh, and um, Russell Westbrook are contributing to their communities. Uh, why I say Kanye will remain Kanye, and uh, people will continue to call him crazy because when uh, when someone is speaking the truth, whether it's their truth or the real truth, their truth is their truth, and uh, Kanye is going to continue to stick to that. Um, I will also shed light on why I say Mike Bloomberg. Uh, Kirk Frank, uh, Franklin and uh, Deion Sanders, why well, I, I believe that they're all hypocrites. And uh, Tesla may have a new competitor in the market when it comes to the the EV, and that would be electric vehicles. And, of course, I always shed light on uh, the growing concerns and the growing pains of uh, our current uh, status in, 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 in economy. And I uh, just want to bring a little more awareness to everyone. I'll shed some light on the battle that Dak Prescott has been dealing with uh, since, you know, the beginning of his career. In fact, uh, even before even before he was a superstar in the NFL, he's been struggling with uh, just multiple different obstacles. So i like to shed light on that. Uh, and a, a piece of, um, uh, not a piece of information, but a, a nice gem that I've shared in the past, but I feel it might be received better to hear someone uh, for different uh status in life uh saying the same thing that i say and that would be a uh hollywood actor well-known comedian mike epps so i'll be sharing these clips for you guys to take it all in and uh you know kind of uh take take it in according to however you receive this information but before we jump into the pod i'm gonna do something a little different i'm gonna play you guys uh a small clip of new song by uh juan feely uh, this this would uh, resonate a lot more with my Latin audience because it is in Spanish, um, but it's it is good music and it is for everyone. So uh, I'm gonna t- uh, tap into a small clip so you guys can just take it all in and uh, let me know what you think. Yeah, yeah. Día, mi hermano, ahora le entramos, ni pena le damos, cuando el pecado enterramos, y por eso sigamos, le amo y lloramos, más espíritu y crezcamos, así más fruto le damos. Entonces cosechamos y a todos repartamos yeah. Tremendo compartamos, ya no seamos isolados yeah. El Señor le da grado al vernos congregados Una mente un cuerpo siendo consagrado Es recto, efecto perfecto Unido, estable, no importa que hable La fuerza del Espíritu al diablo callare Los mandados andar y en nada fallare Porque el hombre que yo era aquí ya no existe Desiste la tentación y persiste Más me endurezco, alabanza les ofrezco Salgo del ayuno y mi espíritu es fresco Tengo la potencia descubriendo la secuencia 
consecuencia Tremenda la gerencia, Efraín mi descendencia Se ve la diferencia cuando estás en la presencia Del arquitecto de la ciencia y tu inteligencia Por eso me agacho, ante él me hago macho Al maligno lo despacho, hablo bien con los muchachos Que dejen de fumar y tampoco sean borrachos Chacho, mal de ojo yo lo cacho Por el bicho me lo paso, idolatría es un fracaso Parece un payaso, merece un cabezazo Por lo cabeza aunque eres, perdiste los poderes No visiste los deberes y te diste a placeres Si supieres lo que fuere, no tan fácil tú te dieres Los demonios te llevan y traen sin choferes No me importa donde estés y a eso lo esperes La semilla que sembriere es pecado cuando muere All right, guys, there you have it, man. That was a, a quick little sneak peek, quick little preview of a song titled Frutos by Juan Philly, streaming on all major platforms. You could check them out uh, for the full song. Uh, you guys can find them on uh, on Instagram at Juan Philly. That would be J-U-A-N. P-H-I-L-L-Y, Juan Philly, um, on Instagram. And um, like I said, he's streaming on all major platforms if you want to hear the rest of that song. Um, and now to get into uh, the, the, I'm just going to open it on a positive note because, you know, um, this is stuff that I speak about, right? You see all these people uh, brag about their money, brag about, you know, their cars, their houses, you know, and, and, and I always question, well, how does that make you a good person? Right. Like, what are you doing for the people? How are you helping the people that support you, the people that help you be in that position? And, uh, you know, finally, I can say, hey, these people are putting their, their money, their resources in the right place to give back to the communities. And um, I'm, I'm going to lead off with, with T.I., OK, because T.I. has uh, uh, constructed a community in the heart of Atlanta, uh, low income with 25 free units, you know, for at-risk youth, um, um, uh, I believe homeless, homeless youth. And so um, I have the clip um, that I'm going to plug in so you guys can uh, hear it. And then I'll, I'll elaborate, like, why I feel that this is so important and why I feel we need to shed light on this. Because it wasn't long ago when the media was just like, you know, uh, throwing all these allegations at, at T.I. and his wife about all these other things that, you know, eventually uh, essentially just kind of went away. And um, now that he's doing something positive, I don't see no one speaking about this. I don't see no one shedding light on this. And I believe that this is something major because hopefully this can encourage other artists, other uh, actors, uh, athletes, and, and, and musicians, you know, alike in different parts of the country, of the world, to want to give back to their people, okay? Um, I have another clip that I'll plug in, um, and I'll elaborate on where J.R. Smith is actually uh, speaking on this. And for those of you that don't know who J.R. Smith is, he, um, uh, he was uh, on the Cleveland Cavaliers team when uh, when they won a championship. He was on the New York Knicks. Um, probably some of his greatest highlights came on the Denver Nuggets when he was uh, out there with uh, Carmelo Anthony. Um so I have a clip of him speaking on how we can improve our communities and, and how little it would take and, and how instrumental it would be uh, to do so. And ironically enough, in that clip, he mentions Russell Westbrook. So I'm going to play the clip from T.I.'s uh, new uh, construction build and, and what's, you know, how that's going to benefit the communities. Then um, 
I'll speak on that. I'll put the clip of J.R. Smith, and then that will lead us right into the Russell Westbrook situation so you guys can see how he's doing, um, or not how, but what he's doing to help the community uh, where he's from and, and give these uh, at-risk youth uh, a better opportunity to get ahead in life. The ribbon cutting of his first affordable apartment development. It includes 143 apartments and 25 special units for homeless kids. The Entrada West Side sits across from Center Park in Northwest Atlanta. T.I., whose real name is Clifford Harris, told us he remembers how the community struggled when he was young. The arts and entertainment industry in this city has been able to collaborate and be I guess uh, 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 profitable enough to, to offer the community so many things that, you know, are much needed. Developers say the property was once a shopping center where T.I. And so uh, there you have the clip that I was speaking on of T.I.'s uh, ribbon cutting ceremony. Right. And if you ask me, if you want to give back to the community, if you want to help the community, that's how you do it. OK, and this is not a shot at anybody. OK, but going out as they say, to the hood and giving out a thousand turkeys, 10,000 turkeys, man, you're not helping out the people. I mean, sure, you're putting uh, uh, not even a meal. You're putting a turkey on the table for these people, encouraging them to celebrate and look forward to a pagan holiday. So you're really not helping the people, okay? You, you're leading them in the wrong direction for starters, Okay. I seen the other video they, where they said, oh, Jim Jones was in the hood giving out uh, hoodies and jackets. And, and people said, oh, that's good stuff. It's name brand stuff. Please tell me, tell me how that's how that's really helping the people. That's not helping the people, man. Essentially, realistically, what most of these folks are doing, they're just seeking tax write-offs. Okay. You know, they, they're getting their blessing. All right. Up front. Why? Because they're doing this in front of the people. Right. They do it and they go brag about it. Same thing like these YouTubers and Instagrammers that decide to go out there and put a camera in a homeless man or woman uh, uh, face and say, hey, take this cheeseburger. Look what I did. Like, oh, we're going to go buy 100 cheeseburgers and give it out to the homeless people. Sure. You know, I'm sure the person that's receiving that burger at that moment is, is, is grateful for it. But you're not you're not doing that with a pure heart. You know, I I don't speak on the things that I do, but with the little that I have, you know, I help out many people in many different ways. And you will never see it on camera. You'll never hear it come out of my mouth. You may hear it from someone else if they were there to witness it, but I don't never do it uh, uh, to to kind of boast and brag about. Man, that's not why I do it, man. If, if God puts it in my heart, if I got it and you need it, you got it. It's that simple. It's that simple. And, that, and I don't have nowhere near what you know, these uh, millionaires guy where they run around here with these uh, half a million dollar cars, you know, you could take that same money and put it into something else that would really benefit the people in the community if you really cared about the people in the community, you know, and, and not to take away, like I said, if you ain't got nothing and you get a, 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 a jacket or coat or winter coat or a hoodie, I'm sure you're going to appreciate that. But trust and believe there's so many other ways that you can contribute to the community all right. Teach these people how to go out there and, and, and get careers and and put them in better positions so they can become, you know, independent business owners or collaborate in different ventures so they can actually grow as a community. Giving out, you know, these these clothings or, or these turkeys, man, you really not you're really not helping as much as you think you are. What T.I. just did is major for the community, major. One hundred and forty three units and twenty five of the units are one hundred percent free. Come on, man. How, how do you compete with that? 
you should want to compete. This is something you want to compete in. All right, you want to flex your dollars. All right, T.I. ain't got Jay-Z money, but you don't hear about Jay-Z doing this stuff. T.I. ain't got uh, Dr. Dre money, but you don't hear about Dr. Dre doing this stuff, right? Yeah, and I, I'll name drop because I don't have a problem with name dropping because I, I, I'll call it like it is. I'll call it like it is, all right? So for those of you guys that call yourself flexing and all that other good stuff, you want to flex. This, this is the new flex. This is the new flex. How can you really help your community? And, and for, the, for the people that are from these communities, okay, pay attention, man. Don't be fooled, man. Don't be blinded by the small things they do. And, you know, it's, it's really not... Uh, it's really not a generous thing for them. Half of these people, they get these clothes for free from these brands so they can advertise. These are all different ways of marketing. These are marketing schemes, okay? They have a marketing budget, and they find different ways to make this happen. They find different people with different influences in different neighborhoods, and they say, okay, this is the, the person we need to pull this one off. Okay, give them the check for this much, and then give them this much merchandise and let them do what they got to do with it. So don't be blind. Don't be fooled by it. All right. Um, again, I'm not trying to bash anybody. I guess any help is is any help is is better than no help. But if you really want to help the people, man, let's get them. Let's get them on the right track, man. Let's help people the right way. With that being said, I'm gonna uh, plug in this clip from J.R. Smith where he's breaking down how uh, all of these millionaire athletes, uh, if they came together, how they could really impact their communities. And I thought that his idea, his approach was genius and so i'm gonna plug this in elaborate on it a little more and then um i'll plug in the russell westbrook and what he's doing to help the community we're so trained and it's so embedded to have that eurocentric mindset that worry about myself worry about me worry about mine worry about mine i'm not gonna help nobody else who look like me build up when everybody else do it but us well, you've made over 100 million dollars in your career right is 105 gonna change 110 gonna change your lifestyle realistically you know what I mean? People, you can change lifestyle with $10 million in our hood, in our communities. I tell I, we were in a lockout, we were in, uh, not a lockout, but we were in, uh, in a bubble. George Floyd happens. That's right. We stopped playing. We, we're in there. We go, oh, we're going we to ask the owners for it. We're going to ask the owners for it. Stop asking them for shit. Huh. What are we asking them for? I went down the line. No bullshit. And you, you can show, you can show, you can ask these dudes if not. I got Paul George sitting right here. I got DeMar DeRozan sitting right here. Russell Westbrook sitting right here. I'm literally sitting next to all of these dudes who are L.A. guys. I'm like, bro, I'm not counting your chips, but everybody else is. So you make 200, you make 200, you make 175, you make 150, you make 180. Why don't y'all have your own gym? Why we got to go to, why we got to go to UCLA to work out in L.A. every time? You got your own, you got, y'all all come from the exact same community. You want, you, you want to inspire kids that look like you. All it takes is five of them. Five. 250, 250, 250, 250, 250. What bank gonna turn us down? We about to build this whole shit out for our community. We're gonna build gyms, rec centers, start leagues, and all that. Who gonna, who's gonna stop us? We got the money. We don't have the mindset. Our mindset, we'd rather go throw $60,000 in, in the club, in the strip club. Go throw $60,000 than go feed 2,500 people in the hood. Think about it. I've done it. I've been, I, can't, I can't sit here and be like, oh, man, I'm a hypocrite. I've done this myself. I own money in the club, literally, blindlessly, aimlessly drunk at a ball. And now I sit back like I'm a stupid ass. I could have fed my whole community 10 times over with the money. I was just late on a bus. Right. 
Because I'm so wrapped into me. I got that Eurocentric mindset. I need this designer jacket. I need these jeans. I need this book bag. I need to be looking like this because the vets got this. I'm pushing this car. I'm doing... Why? Who am I impressing? I'm not even fulfilled with me. <clears throat> and I, I... Oh, man. I, oh, do I feel that statement, man. I'm not even fulfilling me. So it's like, what is the purpose of that? Like he said, who are you trying to impress? You know what I mean? Like... And his mind is like, like he said, he was late to the bus. Almost like he didn't realize he's J.R. Smith. Almost like he didn't realize that he didn't need to keep up with all these new looks and all that. But fortunately now, as a more mature individual, he's able to have this thought process. He's able to, you know, bring these ideas. And it's never too late to wake up. Uh, definitely never too late to make that effort and put your best foot forward. And I, I just love the passion that you hear in his voice when he's breaking this stuff down and how he said, you know, he could have been feeding his entire community. And that's what it's about. He he mentioned the mindset, right? Most of us have the wrong mindset. And that's the whole purpose of this 5 a.m. club that I'm introducing to the people. It's about your mindset and everything we do in life, how you approach problems, how you deal with them, right? Uh, a lot of the times we make things out to be bigger than what they really are. It's all about your mindset, okay? If something is not working one way, change the direction. It might work another. It doesn't mean you give up on it. You just try to find a different solution. And that's where the, the brother J.R. Smith is at. He's changed his mindset. Now he's looking for another way to provide a solution. He's not crying about the problem like most people do. Most people cry about the problem and don't have a hand in finding the solution, all right? And so uh, that's going to lead me to plug in Russell Westbrook, because if you were paying attention, you realize that he mentions Russell Westbrook. And ironically enough, Russell Westbrook is already on the bus. So GR was late to the bus, but Russell was already on that bus. He just didn't realize it. All right, y'all. So I'm going to play this clip and um, and, and then I'll, I'll drop my my two cents once again on how I feel. This is what we need in our communities. This is how we are going to uplift our people, how we're going to put our kids in better positions to have uh, find success in other different avenues. All right, y'all. Uh, the reason why, you know, not just myself, but my foundation, we do things like this because I've been blessed with the, with the opportunity and the platform to be able to play basketball, but um, I don't believe that's my calling at all. Uh, I believe that it's, it's for me to be able to use what I have to be able to impact and inspire other people. Um, and this young lady, she's been in my camp before. Um, she missed a trip with her school just so she could be here today. Um, and she's going to come up and talk for a little bit. Everybody give it up for Kayla. I've also attended Russell Westbrook's camps, clinics, and more. I love basketball because it has taught me how to stay disciplined and be a leader. Oh. <laughs> I live a couple blocks away from this park, and I come here a few times a week. From my coaches, Coach Toki, Coach Reggie, both Coach Antoine's and Coach Rashad, I have learned how to, I have learned how to be better. Oh, I have learned more than just how to play basketball. When I grow up, I hope to be like Russell because he gives back to his community. Thank you to the Clippers and Russell Westbrook for giving back to my park.
now there you have it. You know, it's uh, the impact. You know, this is what I mean when I say how we act, how we carry ourselves, uh, the impact and the influence we have on those that are looking up to us. So could you imagine if Russell was out there, you know, fist fighting, uh, you know, cheap shotting players and, and, and acting aggressively all the time on the court, the type of influence he could have on this young lady and on so many others that look up to Russ. No, instead he's out there leading by example. She spoke on things like discipline, leadership, all right? And then she said she she wants to be just like Russ when she gets over because he gives back to his community. That's a positive influence. This young lady, we don't know what her path uh, uh, holds for her, what, what her future holds for her, okay? But when you plant the seed, eventually as you water it, something will grow. And if that seed is positive, positivity will grow through this young lady, all right, she will have a great example ahead of her. She will. This is a memory that will live for forever in 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 her thoughts as she grows. She will always be able to look back at this and see herself standing next to Russell Westbrook, you know, giving this speech in front of so many people. And 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 I believe that that's what's necessary. All right, because um, to these children, uh, when you are in that spot. When you have that spotlight, when you have that influence, oh, you're almost like a superhero to them, okay? And um, for a long time, you know, there's been a saying going around that says, uh, they say, that's why you don't meet your heroes, right? Because typically they let you down, they disappoint you. Well, why don't we follow the lead that Russ is, 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 has taken and he can be a positive uh, role model. He can have a positive impact on this young lady and we can watch her grow and blossom and who knows what she can do for the community. And although they didn't speak on the details, for those of you guys that don't know, um, uh, not only uh, was Russ directly involved and the Los Angeles Clippers organization involved with rehabbing this park and making this safe for these children. Okay, they are also responsible for 150 community centers that will allow the youth to go in there and, and be able to play ball safely in, in, in a, a, a controlled environment, okay, where they will have access to other resources such as tutoring for kids that are struggling with reading and math. These are the tools we have to provide them so they can find success. So, you know, round of applause. And, and, you know, I take my hat off to the man, Russell Westbrook, for leading the charge that way. And so I challenge anyone and everyone out there in a position financially where you can contribute so much to these communities because these children are the future and if we fail them we fail ourselves you have to you have to remember that they are our future okay they will be our future leaders and if we don't lead them in the right direction we're only leading ourselves in the wrong direction um and and that's and that's why it's so important for us to give back to the community it's not just about the monetary uh uh, uh, uh access that uh that we're calling for. It's about that leadership, uh, uh, th those skills that are going to help them get through life, that's going to help them be in better positions. And so now I'm going to pivot in a different direction and I'm going to shed light on the constant growing pains that is our current economic uh, system, our current uh, economic status and how these things continue to impact us on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, everyone is starting to feel it because uh, regardless of what they tell you, it's changing for the better. Uh, if you're living in the real world, like I'm living in the real world, things are not getting better um, and, and something needs to be done about it. 
and I feel us as a people, we have the power to do something about it, but we all have to get on the same page and we all have to move uh, at the same pace so that we can get the results that we're after. Unfortunately, we are so divided as a people that there's no unity. And that's why uh, we're, we're falling so far behind because we don't know how to stand together to go after what we want. I'm going to play a clip that really breaks this down and then I'll elaborate on it. And this clip, uh, uh, you can, you can hear the frustration in uh, in this anchor's voice, uh, to the point where he, you can tell he went off script and, uh, to the point that he, he was actually terminated from his job. So if things were, were already bad for him, they certainly, they've certainly have gotten worse because I'm pretty sure no other network is going to want to pick him up. Um, uh, due to legal reasons, I, I'm not at liberty to share his name, but if, uh, you guys watch the news and tune in, you may recognize the voice. Rich men north of Richmond got me wondering why I'm not more mad, actually. Mad that I pay taxes on a home that I already own, paid for by a paycheck I already paid taxes on, that I fix with materials that I buy and pay more taxes on when I purchase them. Taxes that essentially have me working from January to June for free. I pay 50% of my income to government at various levels, and yet the bridge by my house has been closed for a year with not so much as a spray paint line on the ground or a start date. Yet, when I hit a pothole and get a flat tire on roads that I'm taxed to drive on, I have to wait on hold for hours sometimes to get a human only to tell me, sorry, we're not going to pay for your tire. I have no recourse. My dollars were 17 cents less than it was two years ago. But you don't reduce my taxes any. The government just burdens me. It's our problem to figure out where we're going to make up that other 17 cents. If I treated government the way they treated me, I'd be up to my eyeballs and fines and penalties. So yeah. That song resonates with me. And so uh, for most of you, you probably not, uh, you may not be uh, familiar with the song he's speaking of, but there is a song now. It's called uh, Richmond of Richmond. And it, it really, uh, it really does hit home when you realize all the struggles that everyone is uh, constantly going through because of the economic, the constant economic changes that are being made. And um, they, they certainly don't benefit us. You know, I, I've, I've always tried to, wrap my head around how is it that a country that is 32, 33 uh, trillion dollars in debt still finding ways to send billions of dollars in aid to other countries? You know, what about the aid to our home? What about the aid to our backyard? I mean, if you're dealing with some sort of economic trouble right now, there's no way you can go to get financial, uh, you know, assistance anywhere. And so, uh, but somehow, you know, you turn on the TV, you watch the news and there's billions of dollars constantly being sent all over the place you know for these uh places that are dealing with well you know whatever they got going on whether it's war or whatever it is and uh you you raise the question so what about us what happens to our own backyard how do we take care of our own people what's being done for us and you know if 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 you have eyes like i have eyes and you have ears like i got i have ears you can see and hear and realize that there's nothing being done for for us and so uh it's up to us to kind of put our foot down and, and figure out a, a different approach a different way uh to get ourselves out of the situation because the current people that hold office and are leading the charge for this country are is a poor representation and a lot of people got caught up with emotions and things of that nature which you know have put us in uh in, in the position that we're in but uh, like they say the grass isn't always greener and uh, on the other side. And so uh, I feel like as a people, we're fed up as a people. Uh, 
we can see the difference. Um, but as a people, we're still not united. We're still divided. As long as we remain divided, we will continue to deal with these struggles and we will continue to have to uh, try to overcome these obstacles. Um, so do I have the exact answer or remedy on how to, you know, how to overcome these things? The truth is that, no, I don't. Um, I have some suggestions, but uh, who's listening to a small guy like me, right? Um, so with that being said, I just want to shed light on that so you guys can be aware on what's happening. Uh, uh, and it's not just frustration that comes from me. It's just frustration is shared by many, many, many other uh, citizens of the U.S. that are constantly having to put out just a little more each paycheck uh, after working your tails off to earn whatever it is your keep is, and it, they continue to take more and more to give it to someone else. Now, let's talk about what I mentioned earlier where I said that Tesla uh, may be dealing with some competition down the line. Uh, there's, a, there's a company out of Atlanta called... Um, Derek Automotive, okay, the CEO is Derek Bailey, and uh, what makes what makes his whole process unique is that you can bring him your current vehicle, and he will he will turn it into an EV. For those of you that aren't familiar with EV, that stands for electric vehicle. Now, if you already have a vehicle, you own a vehicle, you can take it to me, you can convert it to an electric vehicle. That's great. You're already saving money because you already own this vehicle. So that in itself is a it's a great saving. But where where you really where you really get to save is the vehicle that he uh that he's producing or, or what he's converting your vehicle into is self-charging. So you don't have to connect to anything to charge your vehicle. And now if you listen to most people that have electric vehicles, that's the most common complaint, right? They hate the weight when it comes time to recharge these vehicles. They hate the weight that have to recharge these batteries. Well, uh, uh, a CEO of Derek Automotive, Derek Bailey, has found a way to turn your current gas guzzler into an, into a self-charging electric vehicle okay for those of you that are constantly looking uh, for companies to invest in you may want to look into direct automotive you may want to dump a couple dollars in there because i believe personally that this this is going to change the game 100 percent because the biggest struggle that i hear people say they have when it comes to their electric vehicle is just that they cannot stand the wait times that they have to do it if they're not charging at home, they hate to have to go. Sometimes you try to get a spot wherever you do your charging at and the, all the all the uh, superchargers are, are filled up. People are just kind of sitting there and, and holding up the spots and things of that nature. So that's why I say that this this is going to be big competition for Tesla. You guys process it. Think about it and let me know what you think with your with your messages. You can comment below. Or you guys can send me the email at fixprotips at gmail.com. I'm always open to discussing these things with you guys. I look forward to hearing the feedback and, and see what you guys are thinking uh, in, in regard to this to this matter. And so speaking of competition, this leads me right into the Kanye thing I was speaking of, right? Because I'm all for competition. I'm all for 
you know, uh, challenging someone or, or, or challenging yourself, right? But it, it seems like because Kanye has gone against the narrative and he stuck to his guns, it seems like it's not it's not competition, right? It's it clearly he's being blackballed, right? Um, people keep trying to put these different labels on him and all the above, and clearly, you know, the more things happen, the more things unfold, the more they develop, the more if if you're paying attention, if you pay attention to that type of stuff, you realize that Kanye is not crazy, man. <laughs> Kanye is not crazy. They do a good job of making you believe it, but Kanye is not crazy, man. Kanye knows exactly what he's talking about. And I love how, you know, he he knows how to lure you in. He will play nice long enough to give to get your attention and then right Right when you let your guard down just a bit, he sneaks a shot in there. And uh, I'm going to play this little clip where, you know, they're they're asking him certain questions. And he does his best initially to avoid uh, speaking on certain things and certain people. And then at the end, it's like, yeah, whatever. And he he, he still throws it in the mix. So I'm going to play this little clip and uh, I'll, uh, I'll come back with my uh, my thoughts on this. Uh, and let's talk about the similarities to the White Lives Matter t-shirt. Mm -hmm. The thing about the red hat that drove me to a point of exhaustion, which was misdiagnosed by a, I'm not gonna say what race, what people, uh, doctor, and what hospital, and what media went to. We know I can't say that. It was a Jewish doctor. <laughs> so yeah. Uh... <laughs> He did such a good job at uh, avoiding saying such a thing. And at the end, he clearly did not care. Right? He clearly did not care. And uh, he said he said what he felt in his heart and he let it be and he let it be known. And so uh, I know a lot of people are taking it like uh, it's a direct attack on a certain group of people. But that's not it at all. Honestly, you got to be able to read between the lines. You got to be able to process the information. And uh, apparently, apparently, people uh, don't have the ability to process information for themselves. But the attack is clearly on Kanye. Is against Kanye. Uh, this is a man that uh, you know put everything into his uh, into his family, into his music, into his career, and to have it uh, systematically uh, taken away from him. You know, uh, what do you expect from him, right? If you if they would have just left Kanye alone and didn't interfere with his life and just let him be, you know, let him be great, I'm pretty sure we wouldn't have these these issues with Kanye. Um, you know, when you watch the conscious effort that's been, that's been made to to tear this man down and and take him off of all these platforms, clearly, uh, to me, it indicates that uh, there's truth behind it, right? Because only the truth shakes the cage like that, and so. Um, I'm I'm gonna leave I'm gonna leave the Kanye topic there, but I just want everyone to know that uh, you know, I, I'm all for a fair shake, and I believe everyone deserves a fair shake, and that's the only way you get to see uh, who's made of what. So uh, moving on, this will be my closing uh, segment. I don't like to you know really uh, bring negativity to the part and things of that nature, and um, uh, I don't like to speak negatively about individuals and. And things of that nature, but you know, I like I do like to bring you guys uh, what I feel, what I see, and 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 when I think of uh, Mike Bloomberg, right? I was, uh, you know, I, I'm from New York, so when when he had his reign in New in New York, you know, I I lived there, and uh, uh, to see where he's at now, and to hear the things that he says, such things like. 
he thinks that uh, 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 the the general public should use public transportation in order to save the environment. I'm like, wait, wait a second. You want us to do all of the above? Yeah, you own six planes. You have a couple helicopters. You have at least 10 houses, if not more, and, and, and a ton of different cars, and you feel that we're the problem? I mean, I get it. He's not flying all the planes at the same time, or the helicopters, or, the, or he's not driving the cars, but still in all, you want us to stop. You want us not to purchase vehicles. You want us to jump on public transportation. Meanwhile, you're flying, you know, private because you own these planes, and man, cut it out, man. You know, this this goes back to what I said earlier about uh, people being hypocrites. You know, I don't appreciate such a thing. You know, you want to tell people, hey, you shouldn't do this because it's not good. And then you're going to turn around and do it. Why is it OK for you to do it? It doesn't make sense to me. I'll let you guys kind of process and digest that on your own time. Um, but um, and then I, I also mentioned uh, Kirk Franklin and Deion Sanders. And um, the reason why I bring up Kirk Franklin is because um I really don't know what role he plays. I don't know if he's a pastor, preacher, or whatever. I know he does gospel music. And, um, you know, not too long ago, there was a audio recording that came out between him and his son and all of the above. And I, I didn't chime in on that because I don't get involved with uh, personal family matters. Um, I don't think that it's anything to laugh at because some families have real struggles and real pain that they have to work out. So I, I would never shed light on something like that. But when you have someone that's constantly running around the world, um, using the Lord's name in vain, right? Using the Lord's name to make a fortune, the Lord's name to, uh, you know, to gain fame and all the above, then that's when I have a problem with it, right? Because um, it, it, it's not right. You're misleading the people. You're misguiding the people. And so I want to speak on this. So I'm going to play a clip of, uh, of him, just kind of how he's speaking and how he's addressing a driver that was there to chauffeur him around town and get him from point A to point B. And this chauffeur is only doing his job, uh, trying to cater to make this uh, experience comfortable for him. And this is how he uh, decided to uh, um, speak to this young man, but not only speak to this young man, he actually films him and puts him on camera. And it's just not, it doesn't sit well with me, especially if you were, God fearing man, you wouldn't treat another man that way. But I'm gonna play this clip and I'll, I'll finish my my segment on on Kirkland right now. So, so I'm getting ready to head to the hotel, and I was trying to get in the in the truck, and I noticed it was a little height for me. I didn't know this driver, but this Negro says, <laughs> "Well, I what did you say? I got a what? What's that?" And he grinned. <laughs> He has the audacity to pull this out <laughs> so that I can get into this car. I don't even know him. <laughs> Look at his face. <laughs> Boy, I'm trying to keep it together. Because <laughs> you know I love Jesus, but every now and then. Get it. <laughs> and you got to step on it. Get this out the way. <laughs> and so that to me doesn't sit well because you know just just even the way that recording ends is like oh and you know i love jesus but sometimes but sometimes what but sometimes what right 
But uh, there's so many false prophets out here that just love to use uh, uh, the name of the Lord uh, to their advantage. You know, they'll do certain things and then they'll they'll drop the Lord's name to try to get themselves out of these situations and, you know, calling the man a boy and, you know, look at his face and, you know, just kind of humiliating the man. You know, you think you think he just naturally wants to put out a step stool because you're too short. Nah, he's just being considerate. He sees that it, it can be a challenge for you. So he's trying to make your life easy. And, and this is how you uh, go about it. You put this man's face on camera. You don't even ask if he's okay with being on your camera or anything. This man is there doing his job, trying to provide you a service. And so, you know, uh, Frank Kirkland, man, I, I ain't going to lie. I mean, I was never really uh, uh, a fan or rock with it or anything like that. But but this just this just further proves exactly what I'd be saying. You got to be careful with these false prophets because they know what to say. They know what to do to lure you in and all of the above, man. And, uh, you know, it's it's a shame. It's a shame because this is why so many people turn away from the Lord because they put their trust into false prophets like this. And then when they're thinking that they're getting drawn in closer to the Lord, things like this happen. And again, you don't know the impact you have on these people. This young man could have been probably the biggest fan. He probably could have been excited about this job because he probably just was feeling uh, overwhelmed and wanted to make sure you had the best experience. And instead, what do you do? You shame that man on your camera, on your private camera phone and, and put this up on your Instagram feed. If you guys have the time, go check it out. I'm pretty sure it'll still be up on his IG unless someone else called him out about it and he took it down. But you know, I, I don't, it doesn't sit well with me. Um, uh, much respect to the young man for uh, not losing his cool, for keeping his temperament, being professional, just standing there, uh, not giving any feedback or anything like that. Uh, uh, just did his job because unfortunately, you know, I, I assure you that young man, you know, he, he he's not in a position to uh, lose his uh, his job, right? And so someone like Kirkland is there kind of uh doing as he pleases just because he can and if you guys actually get to watch the video he makes a fool out of himself because in trying to climb into the vehicle he falls out of it because yes he is too small it, it takes a second attempt for him to line himself up properly to jump in the vehicle and even then he doesn't properly land in his seat um and so that's my riff with Kirkland and I'll move on to Deion Sanders and um, I move on to Deion Sanders because as a, as a child, I looked up to Deion. I, I always liked his uh, his ability on the field. I always thought he was, uh, to this day, you know, skillfully. You just can't question his ability to shut down uh, receivers. I mean, he could play both sides of the ball. Deion uh, was truly a special talent. But, again, he's one of those that uh, he uses the Lord's name in vain all the time. And, and uh, it just doesn't sit well with me. And, um, you know, I'm going to play a clip of him speaking on uh, players uh, after committing to schools, uh, deciding not to go there, right? And I'm gonna I'm gonna share why if I was an athlete, why I wouldn't go there after committing to that school. But um, first, I'll play this clip and I'll elaborate a bit more on what what my riff is with Dion and and how he goes about things that realistically are not suitable for for those individuals that claim to praise the Lord. A kid ain't even faithful to his girlfriend. You think he gonna be faithful to a, a school? 
Like, come on, man. Like, that's, that's, that's like an emotional thing. You know, what, what I wish the NCA would do, honestly, uh, if you're committed to somewhere, you can't go to no other visits. I wish that would be. Like, if you're committed, that means you're committed. You can't go to no other visit. So why would you be committed, but you still let kids go to other places? That don't make sense. So that means they just playing. They just playing. And one thing about it, we're not an ATM. That's not going to happen here. If you come to Colorado to play football for me and the Colorado Buffaloes because you really want to play football and receive a wonderful education, and all the business stuff is going to be handled on the back end if that's the case. But we are not an ATM. You're not coming here to get rich unless you really come here with a plan to go to the NFL and get your degree. Not to come here uh, and be money bag yo. Okay? Is that a rapper, right? I got that one right. <laughs> I don't even know it, but uh, it was a good, a good timing of it. And so uh, uh, this is a video, right? So if you guys, if you guys get to come across this video, you'll see Dion sitting at the podium, kind of taking questions and speaking to the media. And uh, you know, he's got his hat on and all that good school stuff on, but he's got a nice uh, Cuban link chain on, hanging out of his hoodie with a big old cross on it. And uh, I guess that's supposed to be his representation of the Lord, right? Um, but if if he was a man of the Lord and he truly read the Bible and he, and he lived life according to the Lord, he wouldn't have that cross because one of the commandments is what? To have no carved images, right? No carved images. So that cross got to go. You're really serving the Lord? That cross got to go, okay? And then you sitting here speaking on this player on a personal level because he's not even faithful to his girl, how he's going to be faithful to a team. That is not your place to speak on. Okay. Um, that's another commandment, right? But you know, uh, uh, he takes his opportunity to attack these kids. These are kids that are making life decisions. You don't know why this kid had to pivot away from that school. You don't know what's going on in his personal life. You don't know what could have taken place to make this change. Right. But if you ask me, the question was based around two quarterbacks. If I'm a quarterback, I'm not going to a school where the head coach has his son as the starting QB because there's no chance that I'm going to be able to beat out his kid, not because I don't have the talent, but because that's his daddy's boy. Okay, this entire season was, was what? It was based around Dion trying to build the stock value of his son, Okay, if this was really about football and building a great program, if he really was a man of the Lord, it wouldn't be about money. Okay, there was a report that came out that the school didn't, when they agreed to sign Dion, didn't even have the money available to pay this man. All right, so how much money is he being paid? I don't know the exact numbers on that. Okay, maybe I'll come back on the next part and I'll get maybe I should I should have had those numbers for you guys, but I'll come back on the next part and I'll give you those numbers. Okay. But if this was really about the helping the youth develop into men and giving them the best opportunities possible and building a winning program, if that's what it was really about, then that's what you would have been doing. It wouldn't be uh, driven behind trying to sell shades out here, showing off these Rolexes. No, what does that have to do with the game of football? Nothing at all. What does that cross on your neck have to do with the Lord? Nothing at all. So this is why I call these people hypocrites. OK, if you really, really, really want to build the youth and they and they ask me, if they would ask me, what do you think about these quarterbacks 
you know, pulling out and not wanting to come here after they were, uh, you know, committed, you know what? I say, hey, man, I wish them well. I hope wherever they go, you know, uh, uh, it's a better fit. I wish them all the best and, and, and much success in their career. That's what I would say. I wouldn't go up there and try to make jokes to make the media laugh and go and find the next viral clip, okay? There's many clips out there that I could have used to go after Dion. And I don't want to go after Dion. I just want to make a point. You guys got to be aware these guys are hypocrites. At the end of the day, it's they're all hypocrites. They hide behind the name of the Lord. They hide behind uh, their, their past accomplishments uh, uh, and all the above. And Dion, back in the day, was a polarizing figure. And I believe that's what helped him land the gig or the gigs. And he did do a hell of a job uh, uh, before he got to uh, uh, Colorado, okay? But what did he produce in Colorado? Four wins? Come on, man. Cut it out. There's levels to this. There's levels to everything in life, okay? So um, with that being said, I'm going to wrap this part up. I want to thank you guys uh, for sticking it out, getting all the way to the end with me. Uh, it's always always a pleasure to be able to sit here and uh, bring this stuff to you guys. I hope that um, I, I, I bring you some good information, hope you guys got something out of this that you can utilize in your day-to-day -day, uh, for you sportsters. I was a little bit... Uh, a little bit more involved with the sports, obviously not in what you guys want. You guys are into stats and game performances and all that stuff, but I want to show you that there are different uh, layers into the ways that these athletes can impact uh, not just the game but the communities because by impacting the communities, you do impact the game because you allow these children the opportunities to flourish and uh, make it to that next level. So the more competition we get at that next level, the better the game gets. That's how we evolve. So I'm your host, Coach Fig. Thank you for your time. Catch you guys in the next one. Stay safe. Stay blessed. Pray God first all the time.